Hill with Melt the Ice. Uh, back with us today on Operation Flow, I have Shawn Lipson for part two for the myofascial release. And wrapping up in part one, we were talking about, or Shawn, you had mentioned that because there's uh, no MRI or a CT scan or lab work that can be done that can give us any objective evidence of what's going on with our myofascial release system um, or our myofascial system right you yeah know, it's yeah. the release is the treatment yeah that's the best part <laughs> right um, that it, it's still probably kind of minimized that how just just how effective uh, this treatment can be and for a multitude of problems that people may be maybe kind of decided it's something they just have to live with or maybe they've avoided going to a doctor for whatever the problem is because they don't really want to use that route but they didn't know about this they right. didn't know about yeah. myofascial release mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i know we definitely spent a lot of time whilst i'm touching on the vitality of our diaphragm too um and again how many problems can occur in the fascial system and um, like you said, it's just, you know, kind of minimized and people are left without answers to their pain. Uh, people will throw the book at what they're dealing with. They try all types of things and sometimes they're very disappointed with the temporary result or no result they receive and they deal right. with problems for years. Yes. Um, I mean, like when we were treating you, I mean, uh, and working your diaphragm area, that indigestion, I think we had mentioned that in our last episode too, and you had mentioned to me you had been dealing with that since you were... A child. A, yeah, a kid. Since I was a child. Yeah, years. Just completely fascinated. Um, yeah, and so I, again, for those who may not have listened to part one, you know, I come in for, not for a problem with my stomach or my diaphragm. I, I felt like I had that under control, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it was because I have this knot under my scapula only to find that it's linked to my rib cage and then my diaphragm. And when you started working my diaphragm area, it just honestly the pain that shot through my stomach yeah. Yeah. was like that very intense indigestion mm -hmm. that I would periodically experience mm -hmm. for years and years for years and years and there years is. yeah um, you know and that's what I was like you know to realize that that was muscular tension mm -hmm. and not actual indigestion based on food or something you know yeah. it was it was um that just blew my mind. Yeah. That was just completely fascinating and amazing yeah. and just such an answer to what I had been experiencing because all of a sudden now it's about it's about uh, releasing the tension mm -hmm. in my diaphragm yeah. and the consequent tension that traveled throughout my whole abdominal region. Right, right, like your whole life. Um, yeah, that happens a lot too with myofascial releases. You come in for the shoulder, right? And then as we start digging around in there and getting these releases and opening the system more, we start to find layers and layers of what we call tissue memory, which is you know, those old pains that maybe you experienced years ago or, you know, oh, that reminds me of the time I, 
you know, had indigestion like all my life, <laughs> you know, oh yeah, that's a thing. Or sometimes it's, oh yeah, wow, that, that literally is the same pain I had when I broke my ankle or something okay. like, you know, that right. tissue memory exists in there and it's almost like re-experienced. Um, I would say the tissue remembers, the tissue remembers right. because you might consciously forget about it, but the, the body remembers everything that's happened to it. Right. And, um, Sure enough, too, once we got down a few more layers and, you know, started getting those releases and you start to feel your whole diaphragmatic area and your, your abdominal area start to open up and relax, um, one, it makes you realize how much um, stress you can hold there um, and how much energy is held there. And never would have, never would have thought that right. ever. It's such a vital area, and it's like, like I said when we were talking about the, in the last episode. There's so many neural connections that they're finding exist and like run through the diaphragm, and that the phrenic nerve, which is again the main nerve that innervates the diaphragm, um, is connected to a lot of other nerves that are very important. Like I mentioned last time, the vagus nerve um, is in communication with the phrenic nerve. Um, the trigeminal nerve of, you know, is in communication with the diaphragm. Um, and there's even a connection to some of the cranial nerves, uh, via, because the trigeminal nerve and vagus nerve are both cranial nerves. So, but they're not the only cranial nerves that the phrenic nerve communicates with. So they're even finding that you can influence some of diaphragmatic activity from the suboccipital area at the base of the skull. Right. Um, because some of those activities are regulated there. Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's so many connections. And as, as we got deeper, sure enough, there comes your shoulder pain pinging in that scapula right. while we're doing a transverse hold on the diaphragm, just sinking through those layers, layer yes. after layer. So you start to realize how it is the uh, one of the main sensors of our body and there's a lot of issues that can can be symptomatic somewhere else but you know there's a diaphragmatic involvement the root um, of it is you were almost a textbook example of that which was great okay <laughs> like, oh hey here's my old childhood problems with my <laughs> indigestion oh oh yeah that's right i'm coming from my shoulder now i feel that too right um it's all connected in there on different layers of restriction right um, and again like i said the, the stress element i remember you had mentioned how you know you know some of the stress you felt like you you've held in in the past and even maybe now like had, had started to come up from the diaphragm area as we started to release it and I mean energetically I mean not only do we have a ton of biochemical and bioelectric energy because of all this neurofascial um, connection going on there but I mean if you for those that are into like more of the energy side of things we're dealing with the the solar plexus chakra here so it's right. it's a very energetically concentrated area there's a lot of nerve bundles there there's a lot of neurofascial connection happening there there's a lot of communication through the body happening there it's where we take in other people's stuff stuff from our environment energetically uh, tends to enter through this area too so sometimes you know people that are highly empathic things like that they're they're bracing there all the time and they're stressed there and they develop all these physiological symptoms that sometimes are left with no answers um and it could be that energetic component to it really it could be there's there's a lot of emotion that can be held in that area too absolutely and in that regard you know i am a person who uh, enjoys meditation and 
meditation practice that is about release, you know. And so again, I never would have dreamed that my body was still holding so much tension yeah. because I've worked so hard at yeah. not doing that, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but again, a, a very fascinating well worth it experience to to learn that and to realize that hence why we're sharing this information because we know that there are uh, thousands upon thousands of people who are very highly empathic and energetically sensitive and that do often end up with some sort of physical ailments or aches or pains or you know in particular maybe stomach pains right and you know I've even had uh, within my practice you know, students, uh, again, children, students mm-hmm. who get stomach aches going to school, but they right. don't get stomach aches on the weekends or any other yeah. time, and yeah. it's not food-related, Yeah. you know, and... Um, and they might not just be playing sick to get out of school. No, exactly. <laughs> They're not, you know. They want to be able to go. They don't want to have yeah. this discomfort, yeah. you know, and there's no, there's no other explanation for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about how many digestive problems in general, like stress causes for people. True. Um, and, and, you know, there's so many medications and, and treatments that focus so much on the stomach, which is good. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of symptoms happening there. And obviously you don't want to have like a lot of indigestion, acid refluxes impact the stomach negatively, obviously. And the esophagus over time, you develop long-term problems like sure. GERD, Barrett's esophagus, different things like that like long-term problems from years and years of dealing with this but if you're not treating the diaphragm with that you're you're kind of missing a very vital part um it makes me think of um when we you know one thing john barnes says a lot the developer of this technique is and and this is one of those examples where this image comes straight to my mind is it's like you're in a room and the phone is ringing and everyone's running around the room trying to catch the ring instead of just picking up the damn phone. Right. And so, like, with all these symptom complexes that can develop, a lot, like, again, we're, we're traditionally segmentalized in the how we understand the body in Western medicine. You know? Yes. They're, but we're so connected. Like I said in the last episode, too, the, the whole connectivity because of the biotensegrity of the diaphragm. When the diaphragm moves, the pelvic floor moves, the, the floor of the mouth moves, the chest moves, the whole body is in motion. It Think about your organs, your heart, your visceral area. Like when you have rising and falling, you have this huge muscle. Yes. What do you think those, you think those organs completely just don't move? Right. Place? No, they have to adapt right. to the changes in the pressure of the body. The, the lines of pull that are happening yes. from the diaphragm, both above and below. So everything is affected by this area, and it's the center of our body. Now, when we were offline a little bit, you mentioned that um, it affects our diaphragm, can affect our liver, our spleen, yeah, our gallbladder, um, some areas like yes, that as well. Yes. So there's a nerve called the splanchic nerve. Um, that connects into the diaphragm and that is its connection and communication point with some of our, our organs so that the liver is a big one um, the gallbladder is a big one um, and it's worth mentioning too that the the liver um, does have some ligamentous attachments to the diaphragm as well mm-hmm. so there's ligaments in there that are connecting them so mm-hmm. again when it moves so is the liver. Right. <laughs> they, they, right. There's a rhythm going on. I, I, I described it last time between the pelvic floor and the diaphragm, but 
pretty much everything it's in contact with is the whole midsection of our body, our torso. Um, it's like it's a piston system. Yeah. You know, it's it's like pistons moving back and forth. It's not just the diaphragm just flapping up and down by itself. Right. You know? it, it, right. The, there's a rhythm going on there, and when that rhythm is disrupted, our breathing is disrupted, and everything around it's disrupted. You have shoulder pain. Um, well, there's also a connection between the phrenic nerve and the subclavian nerve. So the subclavian nerve runs up around that thoracic outlet into the collarbone, into the muscle called the subclavius. But our thoracic outlet is a giant area where the, uh, the brachial plexus, a giant nerve bundle that starts in our neck and helps control our arms and uh, our shoulder movement and um, all of that stuff is in there. So people that sometimes have thoracic outlet syndrome you know, there yeah. could be a problem in your diaphragm because yeah. when that when that connection is disrupted, it can cause you know tightening of the subclavius muscle, dropping of that first rib, um, or potentially elevation uh, of the rib or the clavicle. And um, now we're getting nerve compression. So there's your thoracic outlet syndrome, tingling down the arm, things like that. So another area where again, here's the symptom cause can definitely be elsewhere because of the interconnectivity of everything. It sounds like we need a practitioner such as yourself in, in every medical practice, you know, <laughs> that that would make it a much more holistic form of practice in a way, you know, so, you know, again, inviting people not to look at it, at it as it has to be either or, but it can be a combination, right? And right, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, like I said, you can do my you can have my fast release done in conjunction with any other treatment. It's so gentle, it never injures. So right. we would be very much doing our society a huge service if uh, we started acknowledging the fascial system more yes. um, in what's in our, in our daily health. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes, yeah, obviously sometimes we need surgery. Sometimes we need, we need medication. Correct. Um, no doubt. That, I mean, I'm, there's no reason to say none of that stuff is useless. No. All that stuff is useless because it's definitely not. But, you know, to, to address the fascial system could definitely help avoid the need of some of these things in, in many cases. And if nothing else, it can make, it can complement you know, those other interventions. Amplifies um, the effectiveness right. if, of if it. If the fluidity of our fascial system exists, our cells are going to be able to absorb that medication better. Right. Uh, we're going to absorb hydration better. Right. Um, you know, after surgery, we're going to have scar tissue that develops. Well, scar tissue is just really fibrous fascia. So working the fascial system helps with that scar tissue development um, post-operation so that we're not stuck in this bound-up position where the scar tissue is just pulling us into it, uh, in, into that area, like, like it's some type of fibrous black hole. Mm -hmm. Um, it helps the body heal better. So, and more efficiently. Um, so no matter what it, it, it never injures. It's, it, it's good for everybody. Sure. There's, you know, there's no reason not to. <laughs> it's really funny and wrapping up here for part two. Um, I had walked into our last appointment saying, I think this is going to be our last appointment because my shoulder's great. Yeah. Right? And I said, but I think I do need a little bit more work on my diaphragm. To, mm -hmm. And I was thinking, eh, just for the heck of it, yeah, right? why not? You know, why not? I can't hurt anything. Only to realize that there was still so much more tension there. Yeah, there's still there. some more layers. I remember we ended up down in your pelvic bowl, too, doing that cross release over the diaphragm and the right? pelvic bowl and the abdomen. And 
you know, of course those areas are very close together. So yes. you start to realize like, oh yeah, there's, you know, there's more stuff in there. And we've been doing so well with your treatments. I mean, we got you down, you're, you're only coming in once a month maybe. Or, so, yeah. Or so, but we're still able to get into some of those deeper layers that we didn't get into the session before. And, you know, your self-treatment at home is obviously great. So that's helping us maintain all progress that we're making. Right. Um, which is awesome. And I mean, um, you know, I've had, I had another patient, you know, that her neck pain was very severe. And also we found diaphragmatic connection. She had something called paradoxical breathing going on. Okay. Um, which is exactly what it sounds like. So her inhales, her stomach was going down and her exhales, her stomach was coming up. Uh-huh. So, I mean, her accessory breathing muscles in the neck were working too hard. Yeah. Pulling her forward. Yes. She described it as like a burning sensation. Yeah. Well, they're exhausted. Yes. The diaphragm's in dysfunction. That rhythm again is off. So you just, you really, you never know what you're going to find with this work. And I'm glad we've taken a couple episodes to really focus on the diaphragmatic area too. Because like I said in the first episode, it's so, over, it's such an area that's overlooked. And you correctly pointed out, most of us forget we have a diaphragm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like we just accept that we're breathing and just right. don't even think about it. Exactly. But there's a lot that can definitely get tangled up in there and it's important to address it. Okay, Sean, I, I think I remember you saying that uh, doing the, some work on the diaphragm can also be beneficial for back pain. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you think about the diaphragm, it's a ring-shaped muscle. So it, it has fascial connections and quite a bit of them, not just through the organs and the visceral area, but also directly into our spine, that thoracolumbar fascia. Um, and when that pulls um, and there's dysfunction in there, restriction, tension, what have you, um, it can actually you know, compress the vertebrae, it's pulling the spine forward, um, mm -hmm. it can deviate you know, in all different directions, left and right. So uh, that pull through there and going right, again, going right into that thoracolumbar fascia can definitely contribute to pain in the back and spine, um, even the hips and SI joints. Um, and again, like we talked about earlier as well with that drawstring effect, mm -hmm. um, being in the center of our bodies like that, um, when we have that pull going on right in our center, it, it, it can even cause the spine higher up to pull down towards the ground, like towards our, towards our midsection, down towards the floor. So we're getting now compression in the neck and it can even cause TMJ pain. TMJ is very, very common. Um, and yes. aside from the fact that, like I had mentioned earlier, it's communicating with the trigeminal nerve, um, which innervates that area, we're also getting pulled down uh, mm -hmm. from that drawstring effect. So after a while, you know, you start to get pain in the neck and jaw. So even when I have TMJ patients or clients that come in, um, of course we work that area, but I'll check out the diaphragm area too, because a lot of times we find there's connection there. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being with us again today and sharing these insights and giving all of us things to reflect on and think about as we look at how we can best take care of ourselves and and take care of our body. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I love doing it. <laughs> and again, you can be reached at your website, which is... Yes, so my website is www.thehealingconnectionmfr.com. I'm located in Fredericksburg, Virginia, so... If you're suffering from pain, 
injury, breathing problems, <laughs> you can see me there. Um, also, I work in Dahlgren out in King George. Um, I work at Changing Paces PC. Um, we're an MFR-based physical therapy clinic out there. Um, and you can also find us online. Um, and if, uh, you know, Fredericksburg's a little too far or, you know, you're in the King George area or a little further east, come, come see us there too. I, I, I can treat you there. Annie works there. She's an excellent therapist. Um, she owns the practice. And um, we also have Julie Bergeria. She's a PT there as well. Um, all three of us practice myofascial release. So we can, uh, I can also treat you there along with, with them. And they also specialize in pelvic floor um, therapy and women's health too. So if you have any issues with that, um, besides just orthopedic issues, definitely worth giving us a call there as well. Um, actually, let me let me pull up the website real quick. I can't remember it offhand, but I can I can uh, give you her website real quick. And we do appreciate, uh, especially here being in a rural area, that these um, this type of treatment is available to us. Yeah, 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 so. definitely. Oh, and okay. So her website is www.changingpacestherapy.com. So that's where you can find our information out here uh, for the King George um, practice as well. So. Excellent. All righty. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thank you so much for being with us. No problem. Thank you.